0: So like, I can be passionate about the work, but at the same time, people preaching, having passion about your job is literally just people like blinded by capitalism. Like you think I dream of labor? Like you think I want to work? And then if you say you don't want to work, they're like, you're lazy. It's like, no, I just don't want to like, this isn't. This isn't life. This isn't everything that the world has to offer. And now I'm the bad guy because I'm saying I don't want to like spend all my days typing emails and sorting mail. It's like, what? Where? what, Why? <laughs> okay, we are recording.
1: What episode <laughs> is this? We're on number f-
0: I think four, we're six. six? Jesus I know. Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> we're, old.
1: No. we're not old. It's just like time is flying. Maybe we're a little yeah. bit old. Anyway, we have another guest, our third guest in a row.
0: <laughs> my bestie. <laughs> That's me. Yes,
1: yeah, she's your friend. You introduce her.
0: Okay, everyone. Um, this is my best friend, Morgan. We've been friends since we were pre adolescents, or I guess adolescents. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 12 maybe 11 yeah so that's my girl that's true
1: (laughs) (laughs) well why is why is morgan here what are we talking about today ely
0: so today we are talking about drum roll
1: sounded like hair clippers but okay
0: okay whatever (laughs) Today, we're talking about work culture. Me, 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 I'm
1: so excited.
0: As you all know, me and Zach used to work at Wisconsin's largest theater company. You can Google it. Redacted.
1: Redacted. Yep. Yeah,
0: we will be redacting all of our workplace names, but we can't well, stop you if you choose to Google.
1: Yes. Well, I also just want to say real quick before we get into it, because I... I feel very, very, very passionately about this subject. Um, So I'm going to try and like (laughs) keep my tone in check, but I know that some of my current employers listen to this podcast. This is not targeted towards y'all. I'm sure that Morgan is not targeting her current employer and Ely is not targeting hers, but we, I don't want to center myself. And I, my integrity is very important to me. And obviously these things apply to everything, but Yes, as Ely said, uh the last job was pretty fucking toxic. So a lot of it is going to be geared towards that because that was a time and a half and not in a good
2: way.
0: This might be kind of annoying, but I will say that I work in like a decently not toxic work environment. So I feel like I'm probably gonna be able to like testify to why specific things don't work.
1: Well, <laughs> no, 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 how- that that's what I meant. I meant like I'm assuming you're going to be, like, using your current job's name as, like, um, a good example.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know. We can just you keep You don't have it. to. We can keep it neutral. Maybe I want to throw some people under the bus. I don't know. <laughs> Totes.
1: I don't know how Morgan feels about it, but.
2: Mm, yeah, my current job. I'm definitely um, applying other places right now. I don't care oh, how- if I feel that.
1: You know, Morgan, I work for a tech company, and I told Eli to send you the link. I don't know if that happened.
0: Um, I did actually, because I'm a good friend, and uh, don't don't do that face, because you, know, you know, good and well, I sent you the link on Facebook Messenger. We can check the receipts.
2: Okay, maybe like months ago when I said I was going to work on my resume, and then I finally
0: finished it okay, two okay. days ago. Okay, I Morgan. That. Morgan says she's gonna work on her resume. Literally, has been saying that literally every night for the past like seven months, <laughs> and she picked out a template like months ago, and now she just filled in the template. <laughs>
1: Go off. I mean, so, it's not the most fun activity, so I don't blame you.
0: Yeah, no, applying for yeah. jobs sucks. So, rip.
1: But yes, I think we still have open positions. So you should check out that link.
2: We talk a lot. You're going to have to send it to me again. I can't scroll back that far.
0: Fine. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I it's can hit w- you with w- referral. <laughs> I expose you right here. Uh... Zach. What? <laughs> Remember last week when your mom was coughing <laughs> and then I started sneezing at the same time?
1: <laughs> I cannot. Morgan, wait. Just you fucking wait. Oh, my God. Morgan. She
0: was, and she was coughing. <laughs> Morgan, you know how I do that fake cough? I'd be like. <laughs> That's how Zach's mom was coughing into her microphone. It was and then close. I was, and then I was like. bitch. <laughs>
1: it was the most chaotic thing oh my god it was so ca- i cannot wait to edit that oh
0: my god okay it was really funny
1: anyway back to the episode um how do i close the chat oh here we go close oh <laughs> what <laughs> what what are you oh my goding at okay anyway sorry get-
0: i never do that but i had to this time
1: Maybe I should leave it in so Debbie can get off my back. No. <laughs> okay, this isn't a Debbie episode anyway. Um, let's get started. We have quite a beefy outline here um, that mm-hmm. I'm excited to dive into. Why don't we start with our guests?
0: Yeah, Morgan, you kick us off. What do you want to talk about first? Um, I guess for me, the biggest
2: thing that I wanted to talk about was just like, men in the workplace and how my field personally is super male dominated. Um, I'm a software engineer, so it's pretty rare that I get to work with women like ever. So I guess I have a few bullet points on how I feel about the men than the workplace that I've worked with. Um, I, I feel like your guys is fields aren't as male dominated,
0: right? Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like my, our, our executive team is like two men. However, I think they recognize that and worked really hard to make sure that everybody else was managed by women, um, which is good and bad because it's kind of like that joke where people will be like, oh, um, workplace diversity is like, and then it's like, man, 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 woman, woman 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 man (laughs) so that's a whole thing in itself but yeah I work for I work under directly under another woman so that's nice
1: and I am a man so I feel like I can't really speak (laughs) on this (laughs) I I do think I I do think Morgan we're in relatively similar fields right now and typically it is male dominated but as I just told you I feel like my company is kind of an exception like we employ a lot of women
2: um, but yeah, I guess in my experience, normally like it's white men always just old software engineers turned project managers turned any type of like higher upper level management. And they're normally pretty awful to like deal with and get points across. I feel, um, for me, like my current company is all men. Like this whole C-suite is all men, um, And I do have to interact with them pretty frequently because our company is super small, like only 50 people. So, and they were all, both of the, um, the CEO and president were engineers that created our software. So like, they know everything. So I obviously interact with them so much and they, they are very toxic and, um, super condescending always like They kind of, they care more about the engineers because they were engineers. So they aren't as condescending with engineers, but like any sort of account manager, they're absolutely awful. And I, I feel so bad when I'm on calls with the account managers and he's just like roasting them. And I'm like, they're just trying to learn. And he's like, if you, if I teach you something once, you should know it all the time. So that's super toxic and awful, especially when you're like trying to grow the company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Like I've been on calls where my CEO is just like, like yelling at someone for not knowing something because he taught it to them once before. And it's like, I'm super quiet, so it's hard to chime in, but like, oh, I feel so bad for them.
0: Oh my God.
1: That sounds very like alpha, which is
0: yeah, yeah.
1: just toxic Mm -hmm. in its own right.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. (sighs) yeah and like for me
2: like obviously I said they aren't as like mean to me because I am an engineer but it's still hard to ask them questions without being very specific and like just wanting a really quick response because they don't explain things well and are very there's apples about it like they talk down to you and it's it's bad <laughs> so I try to interact with them at least not as much as I have to, because, ugh.
1: Are they older than and,
2: you? Oh, yeah. They're, like, upper 50s, I, I guess. like
1: ugh.
2: Yeah. 50s-ish, <sighs> yeah. It's old. Like, my whole, like, career in software engineering has been old white men in management. Like, that's absolutely it. Yeah. So. yeah
1: so you, you get, like, a double hit of, like, sexism. And then, like we were talking about last week, it's probably a generational thing as well just looking down upon you because of your youth which is just unfair
0: yeah which I guess I can speak to because I work also for an organization that's intentionally all people under the age of like 35 I think like nobody's older than 35 and I think I mean I'm sure you won't get like kicked out but like we do have like a board rule that nobody on our board can be over 40 like once you turn 40 you can't be on the board anymore so like we're very intentionally young and it's nice because that's just like something that's completely eliminated and if anything like our goal is to make young people feel valid and to make young people like in the community feel like their opinions and their experiences are important and like legit so that's it's just like so cringy to hear things like that. (laughs) I just can't believe someone and the thing is like the fact that people think they can go to work and like talk to people like that I mean I guess people do that anywhere like there's people in the service industry I mean we've all worked service jobs so like we know people will show up anywhere and talk to other people like that but it's just the fact that they have no respect for some of their colleagues because they just automatically assume that you don't know what they're talking about, or that you don't have the expertise to deserve respect, which is gross, but yeah, this is the culture that America has been feeding for years. And I guess, I mean, I hope it's going away soon, but I don't wanna say that it's not going away soon.
1: Well, that's the thing with, with just American work culture and like work values. And I think this is why I f- personally feel passionate about it but it seems like something that's so stagnant like we've had these things the things we're going to talk about it's like have been this way for I mean not to be dramatic but like literally for hundreds of years you know it's just been something that's been stoked and it's evolved with um technology and, and 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 societal systems but it's still essentially like the same thing you know like we're going to talk about formality like the idea of formality in the workplace has not changed has never gone away and I don't think it will as long as we continue to uphold the systems and I'm sure as Ely's going to talk about that's an aspect of white supremacist culture that definitely isn't changing anytime soon sadly unless we actively devote like actual resources to it which yeah. again like we discussed in our previous episode is not happening especially on a <sighs> federal level
0: right right
1: stay tuned for our systemic racism episode. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll happen eventually.
0: Yeah. We got a lot to unpack there. I mean, should we just jump to excessive formality? Cause I feel like we yes. all have a <laughs> lot to talk about on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wrote, I, this was actually the first thing I wrote in our outline cause it just gets to me. I wrote excessive formality is fucking exhausting. Cause I just don't like, I think professionalism and formality are two different things. And yet I feel like everyone seems to conflate the two and they're just different. Like, obviously there are are situations and circumstances where professionalism is necessary um, Mm -hmm. and it's useful. You know, think about like um, if there's a a disagreement, like this happens all the time with me and, and coworkers and especially at my last job, it's like a disagreement. You guys can't just be like calling each other names and yelling, like that's not okay. Like it's important to professionally deconstruct you know what, what's on the brain and what needs to be said, but like, why? I just don't understand. Like, why is it an issue? Um, and and I know I know a lot of women feel this way, but I I kind of feel this way sometimes. It's like, why do we have to put an an exclamation mark just to let people know that we feel a certain way? Um, just like little stupid things like that, or like attire. You know, I. I, I will never, ever, ever, ever work for a company where I have to wear a tie to work or tuck my shirt. Why do we have to do that? It just, it literally has no bearing on your job performance. Um, yeah. So uh, it manifests in so many ways, but it's just exhausting. It's like, we have so much else to worry about when it comes to work. Why we gotta worry about being so formal and this has to do with transparency too which is kind of different. We can get into that later. But it's like, just take the stick out of your ass. I think about that all the time, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah that was like the one redeeming thing about our former shared workplace was that like we didn't have a real dress code so like I could show up in a hoodie if I wanted to and God knows I did and so like it just yeah like it has no effect on your job performance and it's so dumb but like back to the exclamation point thing I really felt that I don't Morgan I don't know if you do this but like I always, well, first, okay, I will either put too many exclamation points in my emails so that people don't know, like people, or people know that I'm not like mad or like serious or whatever, but then I'll be like, no, then I'm going to seem like a child writing an email. So then I go, I'll do like one exclamation point in my greeting. And then I'll do like two sentences without exclamation points. And then I do like one more at the end. And then I'm like, okay. Thanks. And like I've seen so many TikToks of like women just being like, no, I'm gonna edit my emails so that I'm not doing that because I shouldn't have to, but I do it all the time.
2: Yeah, I guess for me, I don't really talk to people at my job. I get like assigned stuff and I do it. So I try to talk to people like as least as I possibly need to. Um, and if I do, it's normally just through chat. Like I barely email. So if sometimes like if I'm confusing to someone they'll just like video call me and like want to make sure like I'm okay and I'm like yes like calm down like my I do really enjoy my like direct manager he's super awesome I have nothing bad to say about him but like sometimes if I just like send a thumbs up emoji he'll be like why didn't you like say anything more like is everything good I'm like yeah I'm just busy like I am busy doing the work you asked me to do. <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I feel that, and it's not—it's not consistent. Like that's—that's that's kind of the issue with formality too. Is that since it's so exhausting to uphold, it's almost impossible to be consistent. So I remember, like, at my old job in particular it's like I would get grilled for like just sentences I type and they would deconstruct it and they'd be like you should you should have said this differently blah, blah 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 this is gonna look bad blah 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 and yet like other days they'd be sending me thumbs up or like okays and I'm like okay so this isn't a two-way street this isn't a two-way street and you're not being consistent it it just it 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 creates so much issue and and honestly like if supervisors want to minimize conflict and and i guess what they might call insubordination you need to like let up on the reins of formality because that's where a lot of issues begin especially in terms of communication and depending on the situation it differs it just creates a whole mess and i don't like it
0: there was something else i was going to say but i forgot <laughs>
1: what the outline is for also i just punched my mic unintentionally glad i was muted
0: what was i gonna (laughs) say hold on oh god oh um so actually also another cool thing about our workplace is like when you get hired they send you a couple of books that they want everyone on staff to read and one of them is the four agreements so that's also something because you said like you personally never assume intent or like always try to assume best intent try to assume best intentions and that's something that we all try to abide by because of like the four agreements if you haven't read the four agreements read it um, <laughs> but don't ask me um anything about the four agreements because i started in july so <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute
1: Okay. But also like the whole best intention thing, as you and I know, Ely, that can also be put to like malicious use, depending on who's using it. Cause they could, that could be used as a defense for their toxic behavior being like, you should assume I have the best of intentions. And Oh,
0: for sure. For sure. It's mostly for us used as like a way to avoid toxicity. I don't really know how to explain it. It applies really well in positions and like, specific instances where it's called for but I I do know what you mean I think like I think without context if people just tell you all the time oh well you should just assume that I'm meaning this one way or the other that's toxic (laughs) like if it isn't a universal agreement amongst all of your staff that you should assume best intentions and that like I'm not here to harm you then like just telling someone that they should assume that you're saying this to be nice is like very really unfair because like how would they know that
1: Oh, what was that? Was that your dad? My roommate.
0: No, oh, your roommate. roommate. <laughs> He's playing video games. Screaming at his friends.
2: Yeah. Morgan, you Every should night. just start
0: screaming back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's let's our next discussion, let's make it something that Morgan can scream. Morgan, <laughs> why don't you scream oh, yeah. your next bullet point? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, I guess for me, since I've like been applying to jobs and stuff, I've been noticing some like interview stuff, um, but for yes. me in my field, I feel like it's, um, so obviously software engineering, so we write like programs and stuff, and a lot of like companies require you to have like a personal project that you've worked on before. Um, like outside of what you did in school like you should have like an ongoing like personal project that you're actively coding and stuff and I feel like that's it's annoying like if I'm doing that all day at work I don't want to like continue that after work like I want to have my own hobbies and it's super fucking frustrating that they expect that and I don't think that's very common with other um, fields I don't know um, but it's definitely something that I've noticed and it's absolutely awful and should not be expected. And I'm kind of afraid, like when I go into interviews and they're like, oh, where's your repository of your code? And I'm like, I don't do that in my free time. That's for just my job. Like, that's it. So stop asking me. Like, I I don't know how to say that nicely,
0: but that's what's going to have to happen when I no. do interviews. That is, I think it's incredibly unfair to expect someone to do work outside of work, first of all, and second of all, to just assume that because you're not doing work outside of work, you don't have any like worthy hobbies. Like you of all people that I know have like the most hobbies and it's healthy for you and it works because it's not more work that you're doing after work hours.
1: Well, that was actually a really good segue, Morgan, into this idea of like a lot of American, like traditional American work culture is not respectful of your time as a human being. And I'm like sick to death of companies that proclaim that they care about work-life balance. And then like, they, they have you working 10 hour days in overtime where there's no extra pay. Cough Cough, the largest performing arts theater in Wisconsin did this to me all the fucking time. Um, and also like, you kind of touched on this too, I hate this idea that, like doing of doing what is asked of you is never good enough. Like going above and beyond is almost like the base exhortation, and oh I've God. never gotten that's like yeah. why can't doing the job be good enough? Like that's why you hired me, you know. It's <laughs> like and it, again, it's like wanting you to do more for no extra money, you know, no extra PTO, no extra benefits. It's like they a lot of people assume you're not doing a good job if you're not going above and beyond, and it's like that's just complete bullshit to me
2: absolutely yeah I a couple months ago I was on this project that like was super crucial to be done or whatever and it definitely felt like I was expected to complete things by this date even though like it wasn't even my fault that things were getting pushed back but I had to do the extra work because we need to meet this fake deadline so yeah super frustrating especially in like the engineering field because we generally get paid a higher wage starting out. So we are expected to like put in good hours. Like i am definitely expected to put in at least 45 hours a week. Um, And sometimes it's more than that. And it's pretty awful. And I know I have it like pretty okay, but like there's another big company in Madison called Epic um, Software and they pay their employees like super high salaries starting and expect them to work like 60 hour weeks, like totally expected. And people know going in that that's just what's going to have to happen.
1: Well, see, that that transparency, I think even though it's it, it might be shitty to some people like me, you will never catch me working 60 hours a week. Um, I think that that's valuable because I was also just thinking too, um, and I wonder if I like Ely's input on this because at our aforementioned previous position, it's like that wasn't communicated to me in the job expectations, job requirements. There was no like, oh, you have to do overtime um basically all they told me was like once a month you have to stay over one night for board meetings and then it just turned into way more than that (laughs) 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 it's like you better tell me if you like tell me before I am hired if you're gonna expect this like it sounds like epic does I don't want you to be springing it on me and then I have to deal with that shit
0: (laughs) well for me it was like I because I did events at said workplace so it was like well yeah no shit I'm gonna be working like some weekends and like late nights like of course like I knew that going in however I was told and explained at length how flex time works at this specific workplace and let me tell you about flex time honey okay (laughs) first of all I didn't get reimbursed for parking when I had to stay at work for 12 hours. Literally, I was at work one time for 12 hours and I came into work late that day. Okay. I came into work late to use my flex time. I wasn't reimbursed for my parking, sis. Okay. And from what they was paying (laughs) me, I sure as hell had no bank account to be paying for more than 12 hours of parking. That's one thing. All right. (laughs) Thing number two. Okay. Even though it was supposedly a thing to take flex time. Also for people listening, mega air quotes around flex time. Okay. (laughs) Even though it was supposed to be a thing to take flex time, I never, not once observed anyone in my department aside from myself take any type of flex time whatsoever so it was like i showed up and i'd be like you y'all, y'all got here on time and we was working till 11 p.m last night that's funny that's funny so it was like oh also listen to this we get vacation time obviously because like you know we're humans i worked at this workplace for like uh, just a few days shy of a year. I was the only person in my whole department, my whole department, which is like six, seven people, eight people, eight people in my department. I was the only one that actually took vacation time the entire year that I worked there. Nobody I worked with took vacation ever. That is psychotic. It's
2: definitely like that in my company too. It's absolutely insane like uh, the account managers they'll work they work so much and I never ever see them take vacation it's just like how do you work 50 hour weeks and not want to break or not want to actually kill yourself like oh my gosh oh my gosh
0: right or my boss took a vacation day one time and she was like I'm going to be working from home I just need to like clean my house a little bit like sis go ahead clean your house you need to but like turn the computer off Do not answer my emails.
1: (laughs) That's a lot. I, I think that comes from fear. Like, I think a lot of American corporate culture is run by fear. It's like, um, it's like workers fearing their supervisors. And then every supervisor has like their own boss, like the executive team or something. And there's fear there. And I also think fear can disrupt your relationships with your other coworkers. Yes. It's just like a whole shit ton of fear. Cause everyone, again, it has to do with, it has to do with formality. It has to do with competitiveness. It's like all these things that bubble and it just turns into like a lot of fear. And I might sound like I'm, it's hyperbole because it is, but the moments where it, it does come to the surface it's because of this fear. In um, some places it's more dramatic than others. You know, um, my my last job with the, you know, the, the place that Ely and I keep referring to, um, I redacted. was fearful, redacted. I was fearful probably like four out of the five days of the week.
0: Well, um, I literally had panic attacks <laughs> at my desk where I would try yeah. and hide the fact that I was shaking and crying.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, to For the listeners, the young people and the people of color that worked at that place all knew of the best crying spots in the building. Cause we were also chastised for leaving the building. Um, but anyway, so like that was extreme uh, and it, that has consequences. Like I've had to like straight up, I have like teared up in my one-on-ones with my current supervisor, because I'm, I have to think about the trauma of my last job and Like I've dead ass had to be told like, Zach, you're, we're not, you do not have to worry about, you know, being on the chopping block. Like that's not going to happen. And I've been put in, like, I, I worked at a place for less than two years. And now I just, in my mind, I'm like so fearful of every little thing. And I know that's the trauma I have to let go of. Like that's nothing on my current job and it's something I'm trying to work on, but it just sucks. Like, that's what fear can do.
0: Yeah. I literally cried in my six month review with my boss because like, everything she said about me in my review for this job was the exact opposite of what my old job said about me in my six month review in that position. And it was like nothing about like my old boss, like being a hater, like she was great, but it was like, that just goes to show how horrible I was performing in that job because the work environment was so unbearable. Like it was awful. And now that it's like, it's just a complete 180. And for so long, I thought it was me. Like, I thought I was bad at this. I thought I wasn't cut out to do what I wanted to do. And I just like legit was at rock bottom <laughs> and I I thought it was me. And now just like, so hearing my new boss tell me all these things about how I take initiative and how like I'm creative and like how I, you know all these like good buzzwords that employees like to hear it's just like, whether they're true or not, which I mean, I hope that they're true, but it's like just affirmations that are nice to hear to keep you going. It's like, that was the exact opposite of what I got last year. And it just like legit brought me to tears. Cause I was like, it's not me. It's just like, this is what bad work environments can do. They can literally break you. I'm getting toasty.
1: <laughs> toasty from the roasting
0: yeah i'm getting a little fired up now
1: <laughs> well morgan has a blanket around her so i guess she's a little chilly morgan. but then again she lives in madison wisconsin no, morgan <laughs> keeps
0: her apartment at a steady 62 degrees oh area. shit <laughs> oh, no. no i don't
2: i'm just i always need like a blanket when i'm sitting down it just makes me feel comfortable i don't know that's a thing
1: it's cute it is cute it looks like a comfy blanket um
2: did you just say blanky like not yeah, ironic? <laughs> yeah. um
1: yes <laughs> moving on um <laughs> i think uh, another thing i really wanted to discuss is there's this oh, i hate this oh my god morgan's dog oh hi brewer really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh what a big boy <laughs>
1: this is part of the reason why we need to start recording video and putting that on on youtube for these is for moments like this when there's a cute little corgi up on the screen
0: you don't say that about my dog
1: that's because your dog growls and interferes with the audio mix brewer is being a silent baby boy
0: today sherry growled in one of my meetings and Cree was like if i didn't know that she was a corgi like (laughs) she was like I don't know what I think (laughs) that is in your apartment like
2: oh my gosh
0: yeah I don't know she's just crazy
1: (laughs) anyway speaking of crazy uh like I was saying I really hate um okay I hate when there's an assumption that's that like and, and I think this is a very generational thing as well at least I hope it is there's an assumption that gets grafted onto you that like You cannot do your job well unless you love it. I think that is bullshit. Like, because the fact of the matter is the way our economy is, the like how competitive it is, especially for young people, especially for young people with college degrees these days. Like we were told, go to college, you need a degree to get a job. But guess what? Every fucking body has a degree now. And it's so competitive. I just don't understand why why we make it harder for people that get a job and can do their job that we're like, Oh, you don't love it. And we pick it apart. And you're like, why did you get this job? Like, you don't love it. Why are you doing it? And it's like, bro, I'm doing the work. And this happened to me at my last job a lot. It's happened to me a little bit in my current job. It's like, I'm trying my best. Like, I know I'm doing a good job. Like I know I'm doing the work and I don't have to love it. I could see how that's like an ideal in your brain like thinking from a supervisor well, it's standpoint it's ideal
0: for them because they want someone to like bow down to them and kiss their feet exactly and worship the ground they walk on it's like you think i like scheduling your emails and passing your phone calls to you like what do you think this is
1: exactly that happened at, that happened at, oh i almost said the name that happened at the largest performing arts theater in wisconsin <laughs> like like i was i was the um the admin assistant and i was doing <laughs> like like menial ass shit i was doing the mail i was doing scheduling it's like and I was dead ass asked so many times. They're like, Zach, why aren't you passionate about this? Like, why don't you show up for work <laughs> early? And I'm and like, I'm bro. Really
0: passionate about the mail? Like, what do you want me to do? Exactly. Kiss it before I put it in your mailbox? Exactly. Write a you little know,
1: note. Okay, you know how I was passionate? I was passionate through my interactions with my coworkers. And I think that's really valuable. Like, especially at a smaller-esque company like, like that was, like, I was, I was well-liked. And I feel like as the admin assistant where I'm running around doing shit, that's a good quality to have, but no, they wanted me to be passionate about like answering emails and setting up board materials, and it's like, what? How? What? I just don't get riding so hard on the passion thing when we're all ju- we're all just trying to survive. Like we're all like you. We should be. It, it's such a momentous thing, especially for young people to get a job that pays comfortably, because God knows that's rare right to come by. And <laughs> then you have to pick them apart because they don't love it. Give me a break.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like. Sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh my god. Oh, okay. I'm I'm lucky because I I'm like I got lucky that I work somewhere that's like our mission and values like benefit me as a person in a way. Like it's made for someone like me. So like, I can be passionate about the work, but at the same time, people preaching having passion about your job is literally just people like blinded by capitalism. Like, you think I dream of labor? Like, you think I want to work? And then if you say you don't want to work, they're like, you're lazy. It's like, no, I just don't want to like, this isn't isn't life. This isn't everything that the world has to offer. And now I'm the bad guy because I'm saying I don't want to like, spend all my days typing emails and sorting mail it's like what where what why
1: it's because these older generations are still like I genuinely believe that boomers and gen x they believe that like you get to relax and have fun when you retire Like that's when you get to relax and have fun. And so like literally your decades until that point is all about climbing, you know, getting better salary, getting experience. Like that's what it's about. And for us, I think it's like, you know, we talked about this with, with Debbie last week, we can't even envision retirement. We don't even know, like if the planet is going to be alive by where, by the time we get to retire, we don't know if social security is going to be a thing. So we don't think about that. We're trying to like, we're just trying to, like I said, get by and do like base uh, base level success, but that doesn't occur to them. And instead of trying to be open minded as our supervisors, it's just still very traditional. I'm curious what Morgan thinks about what motivates these whack ass men to work 60 hour weeks at
0: her job. Yeah. And why they expect you to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So
2: I was going to chime in, but like with my job, the CEO president were the ones that originally wrote the software products. So they started this company from the ground up, whatever. So they are, they know the products through and through, wrote all of it themselves at the beginning. So they are super passionate about it, know everything about it and expect us to feel the same way, feel that same passion, want to work on it as much as them. Um, So I, get why they're so awful but it's it's tiresome because yeah I just want to do my work and make my money and do what makes me happy outside of work like I (laughs) I am not going to put in the extra hours I I did that and then never again (laughs) that's not worth it they don't appreciate it they don't appreciate it at all like that's the big thing is if they were appreciative of like the extra time that I would put in I would probably actually not mind working an extra five hours a week, but they don't appreciate that shit at all. So it's yeah, it's discouraging.
1: It's it's all about morale at the end of the day and not fake morale. Like don't come at me. No with this, like,
0: pizza parties. No pizza parties or, or like, donuts.
1: Oh my god, at my <laughs> last job, um okay, at, at the last job, mind you, they fired me and I and then they had the audacity to say <laughs> hey, we need you to stay another week because there's a board meeting coming up and you handle that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna need more severance and don't come at me with this whack-ass shit that I can't tell my friends what actually happened. So anyway- no NDAs.
0: Actually, for anyone that's listening, we made the mistake of signing an NDA, but I guess like sometimes they make it damn near impossible to not sign the NDA, but just like make a fuss about it. Like do not sign that shit.
1: Well, mine was timed and it's expired. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could really pop
2: off if I, I want to.
0: I didn't really read <laughs> mine.
2: I <laughs> for this to see if I could not say things, but I talked to my coworkers that I do like, and they were like, you probably just can't share like trade secrets, but you can probably just talk about what's shitty about our company without sharing trade secrets. So I think it's okay. <laughs> so
1: well, yeah, I mean, that's what
0: I'm, I'm
2: real-
1: yeah, I mean, it's not like we're lying about any of the stuff. I think that's what's most important. Well, but anyway- like you
0: could look up wor- uh, Wisconsin's largest theater company on uh, Glassdoor and read all of this for yourself.
1: I wrote a review. You could read my review on Glassdoor. Um, anyway, but as I was saying, like they they threw me a not even a party for my firing for my last day of my firing oh, yeah, where everyone. <laughs> Everyone wanna pretend that it wasn't a firing. They got me this jank ass cake from Remember, the Remember <laughs> when
0: they asked me to cut the cake? And I was like, this is literally the worst <laughs> thing ever. And I was like, who got this cake? And the the people who got the cake were like.
1: <laughs> and by the way, by the way, compared to my compared to the last job, the place I work now, I was in the office for about a month and a half before we started working from home. That's how you do free food, ladies and gentlemen. The like catering and like donuts and shit up in the work kitchen. Like like compared to the last job, no. Um, say
0: donuts again.
1: Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> is there an issue?
0: You say it like donuts, like two I was separate putting, words, donuts.
1: I was putting emphasis on it. Anyway,
0: okay.
1: my mm. point is, is that good morale really can like change the game. And I think that supervisors too often rely on this very like almost medieval way of like cracking down again because it's maybe that desire to have people like follow the orders and like listen to what they say and it's motivated in that way but if you could genuinely see how like fostering a good morale really does something for productivity and getting shit done but they're not you know nine times out of ten they're not willing to do that like it's it's about keeping people in line like again that very traditional way of thinking
0: yeah i will say the one perk about my job again (laughs) Shout out. Zach's like sick of me yeah, talking about
1: Okay. Them. Yeah. Show up. I mean their version of morale.
0: It. Their version of morale is like giving us gift cards for working extra hours or on the election. And like, I mean, sometimes they'll be like, oh, we want to drop off free food. But it's also just like morale boosters are kind of like included in our benefits package. So like it shows they actually care about our mental health that they give us funding to spend on like therapists or like self-care items that we may require or like self-care services like a gym membership or whatever that would help us be more happy in our personal lives so that we can show up to work fully as humans it's just like we know y'all got the money you can show that you care about us
1: (laughs) yeah and honestly benefits can play into this as well like I my current company does not skip on the benefits. I feel very lucky to have, I think it's like four and a half weeks vacation and that's starting out, it increases after like four years or something. Oh um, and that is, that is its own, it, that's its own way to increase morale. Like for instance, at my last position, the vacation was like scant and I had nothing to look forward to. Like, I mean, let's just acknowledge it. Sometimes we often feel obligated to spend vacation on holidays to like visit people. And, that's, no, and that's the thing.
0: They didn't really give us like legit holidays. It'd be like, you have yeah. to spend your vacation on holidays.
1: It, it though, Literally like on the admin team, we had to barter who was going to cover certain holidays, like Thanksgiving. It was just complete bullshit, but, but there was so little PTO that like, if you wanted to go somewhere for Christmas or Thanksgiving, like you had to use it on that week, especially if you had to travel. And I love that for the first time in my current job, it's like, Oh, I can go on actual, well, we have the stand pandemic, but like, Um, you know, for instance, now that I'm vaccinated, I can go finally visit Milwaukee again and like go on an actual vacation separate from a holiday. And it's nice to have that to look forward to so that if I have a hard day, like today was a bit stressful, I'm not going to lie, but I'm telling myself, oh shit, in like a month and a half, I'm off for like the better part of two weeks. It helps you get through it. And if you have seven days PTO in one year, it's not really going to help you get you through it. (laughs)
0: it's so pathetic i just can't help but laugh at it like we really used to work there (laughs) do
1: you have good pto
0: morgan
2: um it's like three weeks starting and then we get two floating holidays because they don't really give us real holidays so it's just like two extra days off when we feel like having a holiday for ourselves you don't get real holidays what do you mean I mean, we get like a few, like the normal, I think we get like maybe six holidays, um, but yeah, nothing real. Like my mom will be like, oh, I'm off or Ileana will be like, oh, I'm off for this holiday. And I'm like, what the hell? I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, that's why I made a face. Cause like, I just don't, I, I never thought, I didn't remember how many holidays we got holidays. Oh, sorry. I did it again holidays we got at our last job but like when i saw when i was onboarding they were like yeah we get 11 holidays plus i think it's like 21 days in like a bank that we can use throughout the year for but it's for like sick pto um vacation all looped into one
1: for the record we had five holidays at our last job Five. Oh
0: that that's what it was. Okay. We had
1: Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day, 4th of July and Labor Day. I worked Memorial Day. I remember this vividly. We did not have Memorial Day off. I worked. Really? Yep. Ew. But again that that uh, maybe the admin team was different but who knows. Yeah. Five. I mean the
0: admin team was just different but <laughs>
1: could have a whole episode when we're like like (laughs) exhausted by the admin 20 episodes from now when we're when we're like skimping for content we could definitely have exhausted by admin and you could just like be my interviewer for that episode Uh, we could
0: we could do exhausted by a specific executive at that organization that i used to work with but i won't say names
1: watch (laughs) by the end of this episode i'm just gonna like scream the name of this organization just to get it out
0: and then the police are gonna come knocking at my door like was this you <laughs> the Like, police? like no. five,
1: five seconds later oh my god morgan put a finger were guns. you talking
0: about the oh
1: Wait, you just said it
2: oh my god <laughs> I mean, redacted, (laughs) bleep my ass out.
0: (laughs) Okay, actually, I have really quick, a really funny story. I was like doing a quick, like casual meeting with one of my coworkers who was new. So she wanted to just like get to know me. And I was referring to our former workplace as Wisconsin's largest theater company. And she was like, kept like making a face. And then she goes, do you mean blank? And I was like, yeah, and she was like, yeah, (laughs) not it. (laughs) She was like, I've heard really bad things about that place. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh.
1: I'm sure Morgan has too. She's heard all the stories.
0: I mean, yeah, because she's my best friend, but like this girl was a complete stranger and I just kept referring to it with like a code name. And then she was like, is this what you're talking about? I was like, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? It's not my fault. They have their own bad reputation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> anyway um <laughs> let's get back to the topics at hand I know Ely wrote in very big letters feminism uh, and we have not gotten to that yet in regards to yeah the workplace so why don't you pop off
0: well I mean just like first of all respect women
1: <laughs> yeah seems pretty easy but
0: <laughs> it's very easy to do just like don't treat us like garbage don't act like we can't be senior execs or whatever because like we can (laughs) funny um okay but actually for real um the men most I'll say most of the men that I work with um really try and be like con like I don't want to say like feminist conscious but like try and like be conscious of the fact that they're like cis men so they put I don't know how to explain it, but like, they're just, they're, they're understanding and conscious about the fact that like men do suck and they do stupid stuff. Like literally on my first day, they were like, uh, let's just get this clear. We're cis hetero men. Like we're gonna fuck up. They literally told me that. And they were like, please call us out on our shit. Cause they want to, they understand like they're, they have learning to do and they have personal growth to do, but I think it, it speaks Volume to the fact that they recognized that and then like told me that I could call them out on their shit on my first day of work so that's cool (laughs) um must be nice (laughs) (laughs) sorry you guys I know I'm so annoying I'll show
1: Uh, you no sorry I you wrote about women in stem you oh
0: okay actually yes I wanted Morgan to talk about this um because I, sorry, I forgot that I wrote that. Um, I was reading this article last night, um, about how Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri in the Black Panther, which this is kind of a weird thing for her to do as an actress, but as an actress, she was like calling on people to like encourage women to be in STEM. And it was like somebody in the comment, which is like, fine, you know, like good for her. Um, especially like for the character that she plays, like that makes sense, but also like you're an actor. So like, what do you like what i don't know i feel like that's kind of weird like do this but i do this it's it's weird but um i mean leticia's right is weird for her for other reasons but
1: <laughs> yeah just a reminder to get vaccinated because leticia right sure ain't going to tell you to do so <laughs>
0: yeah yeah don't listen to her <laughs> but okay so she was they were talking about highlighting this program or something that she was supporting to get more women in stem and someone in the comments said We don't need to be encouraging women to do STEM. Like we already know we can do anything. Like we get it. Like we can do STEM. We know that. However, what we need is retention. Women will go to college to study science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And then like the shitty treatment that they get makes them either leave STEM in college or makes them, makes like the environment unbearable once they reach a workplace in whatever field they studied and so she's like we don't need to keep encouraging women to do this because like yeah it's kind of like a little insulting that like we still need to tell women oh you can do this like yeah I know but it's like we're not focusing on the fact that it's still so difficult for women to be working in these careers Um, but I just saw that written out and I thought that's a good point but because I don't work in STEM I wanted to give that give the floor to my to my friend who does work in stem
2: yeah um i
0: in college
2: it was nice for me i did have a few women professors that were in my major so they were super awesome um and most of my classes were men like sometimes i was the only woman in the class of 30 um so i'm pretty used to just like being around men but in my Second internship, I worked at a really big company and they were super awesome, Um, like huge, huge company. And they had like a women in the tech space, um, just like a group for the people at that company to like hang out and talk and collaborate and stuff, even if they weren't on like the same team, which was super awesome and like unheard of. When I got there, I was like, holy shit, you guys have this. And it was super cool being an intern, like seeing something like that exist in a workplace. Um, but obviously that was a really big company. Um, and so now I'm at a company of 50 where I'm one of two engineers and I don't even interact with the other woman engineer. Um, she's much older than me and we work totally separate projects. So it doesn't make sense for us to really interact, but yeah, my team of maybe 10 is I'm the only woman and it's, it gets exhausting to constantly have to interact with men, like constantly, constantly. And there's just some times where like a woman's perspective and is super helpful. And I try to like speak up when I can, but men like to talk over women. So sometimes it's hard for me to get my points across. And sometimes I just sit back and let things happen because no matter how much I try, like they're just going to keep talking over me and above me and above me is all men too. So it's hard to work with that. And that's definitely discouraging for women in my field. I feel like always having to deal with that and being like, I don't want to say the minority, but like we, we're just have different perspectives than men. And sometimes we're not heard as well. So, yeah.
1: I mean, you are objectively the minority in this, um, in this circumstance. And this is kind of the problem with, Um, homogeneity in a lot of senses, especially at work. It's like, you know, sadly, it sounds like your workplace is never going to institute some sort of like diversity training or anything like that because it's like there's no use for them. I mean, they perceive it as no use because they employ so few women that they're like, what's the point of spending time and money into this if if we only have like two women working for us?
2: Yeah. And we do have a, um, chief culture officer. I don't know. So that is the one <laughs> C-suite woman we do have in a C-suite position, but I don't know what the hell she does. Cause there is no culture, <laughs> nor is there any culture being worked on. So I don't know what the hell she does, but.
0: Is the food season. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I actually have a question that this is something that I I tried to ask Zach's mom last week. But like, what can men do in your workplace that you think are just like little things that they could try and be more aware of? Like, if they're listening, what do you want them to know to like, just try and make it a little bit more welcoming and like, bearable for them to work with women? Like, how can they improve?
2: I mean, for what you said, like accepting that they are white cis men and knowing that they have their place and they should let women speak up when they have the opportunity, like that would be amazing. But I feel like the men in my field are generally just white moderates or Republicans, so they don't really recognize things like that, which is pretty awful, but I'd say pretty... Across the board for like older companies that aren't like new startups, I'd say that's pretty common for tech companies is just old white guys that don't understand real culture and don't recognize that they can be wrong. So it's it'd be nice to let them like have, even if we just like went around and talked as like each individual person on our team, I feel like that would help us collaborate more but it's always people trying to talk over other people like that's all they do during our meetings so it'd be nice if we had like set times where everyone could say something so we would realize like who actually knows what they're doing on the team and who just likes to talk so (laughs) that's what I experience a lot
0: and then like back to the point of retention like does their behavior make you want to stay an engineer forever like want to stay in tech probably not right (laughs)
2: Absolutely not. I <laughs> I enjoy learning about my field, but it's just so stressful always dealing with my coworkers um, when I need to get things done and have to interact with them. Um, and one of that is one of the reasons that I do want to get into management, and so I can mentor other women in the field. Um, and hopefully, the next company that I work at, I can find other women in the tech field. So that's kind of why I want to work at a bigger company again, because there is way more diversity because that's just what happens when you are at a bigger company. So I just want to work with women because I'm so sick of only working with men. So sick of it.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you,
1: Morgan, I- if you put that in your cover letter, if you apply for a job at my company, they're going to eat that uh,
0: Zach really wants you to work for his company. Oh my God. I just want Morgan. He owns
1: the company. I want Morgan to be happy and I'm I'm like giving her an an opportunity.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I want Morgan to be happy too, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I was going to say something too, that I think like they, I don't know, maybe they don't even teach this in those diversity trainings, but like just something that I've like come to learn is like, I, something I've observed that white men in particular don't do is like they don't stop and like they don't realize that the people that look like them are dominating a conversation. so they just like keep adding on and they don't even think or care to look around and be like, hold on, who's who's the primary voice right now and how can I uplift other people in the room to like make them feel like they can say something? And like I don't know, as someone who's already a minority, I like try and practice this also as someone who's been told that I, like talk too much I mean as a as a kid like I was told that I talk too much so I always try and be more aware of like when I'm talking and when I'm listening and then like who else is just listening and who else could probably use a chance to speak and that's just like something I was taught at my old jobs like in college which again I was managed by a very awesome woman and like those are the type of things that she taught us to do because she valued diversity in a way that like everyone on her staff needed to be so radically different that she felt that she had a lot of different identities represented. And she was really proud of that, which I love. Um, But yeah, that's just something that a lot of white men like don't, a lot of like straight white men don't think to do like sit and look around and say, hey, this girl in the room hasn't had a chance to talk. Like maybe I can use my privilege as a man that I'm listening to, to say, hey, why don't we give Morgan a chance to say something? Or like, okay, Morgan, what do you think? Like that would just, I'm sure that would mean the world to you if like one of your colleagues helped you be able to speak up in those, in those spaces where you feel like you can't.
2: Yeah, I definitely, with my new supervisor, he's super awesome and actually has given me um, some opportunities. And when we have our like one-on-one meetings, he's like, Morgan, you know, you should talk more during the meetings. Like you have a you're the smartest one on our team, pretty much. You know what you're doing. And I'm just like, yeah, but they just talk, talk, and talk. Like, I never, like, have time to get a word in. So I definitely noticed that he's trying to say, like, oh, Morgan, what do you think about this? When they're just going off on tangents and stuff. So I do really appreciate that he's starting to do that, um, which is, yeah, something I guess I didn't really notice because I'm not used to that. So it
1: was... Um. So, Eli, you mentioned something... Uh, in what you just said regarding service position and maybe uh, since we're nearing the end of our discussion we can touch on anything we'd like to discuss regarding service work culture because that's obviously vastly different than the corporate-esque culture we've been talking about for a majority of this episode
0: yeah it's just awful that that's even a thing it's like why can't we just treat each other like humans but but I think also um, I mean just American culture in general has like enabled people to to do that like capitalism and just like this gross classist system has just allowed us to see has enabled like wealthy people to see people that work in the service industry as like other than anything other than actually human
1: not even wealthy people like like the american corporations this is a very american thing but the the corporate corporations like created the idea that the customers always right, in order to boost business and this happened decades ago this was like pre-war and or or i'm sorry post-war like when commercialism really started amping up when we had all this extra economic boom and whatnot like that was something that was created almost like a motto and it has been like drilled into older generations heads and now I'm I'm hopeful because it's like I definitely don't think that people under 30 believe that
0: no nearly as rampant no sense it makes no no sense sense. how would the customer be right they don't know shit about my job or anything like shut up
1: (laughs) exactly and and it's sad because you know you see like I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. I, I don't want to like be rude, but I feel like there are some there are a lot of people that work in positions they wouldn't consider service, maybe because of the hours or like what they get to wear, or something like that. But like they are, and then they turn right back around and they disrespect the hell out of service workers. I think um waiters get the worst of it. I never was one, luckily, and there's a reason why I wasn't, is because they seem to just get shat on a, every opportunity and another american thing you know servers rely on tips in this country because they're not paid a livable wage on their own that is not a thing in europe if you go to europe they get paid a livable wage and they either get tips on top of that or they don't get tips at all because they don't need them morgan were you ever a waiter
2: i was a bartender and a little bit of a waitress um I tried only bartending because I hated being a waitress for all of the reasons you guys were saying. Um, But yeah, it's like you have to put on a fake face just to like try and make sure they're happy always. So, you know, you're getting tips because you get paid so shitty. So like you have to act perfect and like nothing's wrong and take all their shit when they're just like yelling at you. And it's it's shitty that you have to do that just to get money from them.
0: Yeah. The fact that Americans have to rely so much on just like the kindness of other people to survive. Like we talked about this in the climate change episode, like, oh, so-and-so is giving out free water bottles. Like, why are we all relying on just like the kindness of the community to to live? It's ridiculous.
1: Or like, or like you hear those stories about this waiter got a thousand dollar tip you know find out why (laughs) it's like okay
2: (laughs) or
0: people love people love being the ones to record themselves like putting a thousand dollar tip on their bill on the bill and then they record the waiter's reaction and they'd be like for what sis what you want us to tell you you're a good person like what i hate it here i hate it here (laughs) Send me to, I don't know, somewhere else. Not I don't know. Here.
1: A couple of episodes ago, you said you shouldn't have to leave because this is your home, which I mean, is still I true. Shouldn't
0: ha- I shouldn't have to leave because this is my home. But I feel like if I want to leave it, it at free, my own will, I could.
1: <laughs> well, not for some time because of this uh, pandemic. But Where
0: does Tom Holland live?
1: He lives in the UK.
0: I'll go live with him.
1: Okay. <laughs> Actually, he probably lives in LA most of the time now.
0: Probably, honestly.
1: Who the hell knows? I don't really care. Um...
0: Uh, you don't care about Tom Holland? That's funny.
1: Tom Holland is, like, attractive in a way that I don't want to touch him.
0: No, it's not even his attraction. It's just, like, he's just likable and kind of stupid.
2: That's the Spider-Man one?
0: Yeah. Oh, my Morgan. God. Wait. Speaking of Spider-Man... Morgan and I and her mom's friend and the mom's friend's husband, we remember we were before opening day, we were talking about Marvel heroes and I brought up something about Tony Stark and Morgan said, Oh, that's the Superman. Right. And we all were like,
1: "Ah." Morgan, are you like in the dark when it comes to this stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I laughed and you were like, is that the (laughs) Spider-Man?
0: Spider-Man.
2: Hey, I knew it. Okay,
0: that's something. Yeah, that was good. That was good.
1: That's true, and and Eli did say the Black Panther earlier, which I thought was funny. <laughs> you were like Letitia Wright in the Black Panther. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Edit that out.
1: <laughs> no, it was an important line. I gotta keep it in, bro. Plus, we need this banter, this spicy banter, okay, to close out the episode. Question
0: my blackness. I don't need you oh, exploiting me for. <laughs> <laughs> for drama
1: speaking and of editing i haven't i haven't gotten to editing debbie's episode yet that's just gonna be a hell of a time okay i can't wait morgan i can't wait for you, wait for you to listen to it i know you don't know my mom yeah, but I'm it is cha- it is chaotic it is very chaotic
0: Juliana <laughs> was
2: telling wait. you this weekend
0: Yeah, she got to a point where she would just like say the same stuff, and it just got funnier and funnier every time she said it.
1: Like, I'm really tempted to like give the episode a joke title and say exhausted by vulgarity because my mom said that word probably 75 times. She's like, It's the vulgarity. Like,
0: (laughs) Debbie said, It's the vulgarity for me. (laughs) What if she would have actually said that? That would have been funny. (laughs) Love Debs. Can't wait.
1: Um, anyway do we have anything else to discuss i think I'm, I'm pretty like peter now i think we got peter peter parker parker the <laughs> spider-man <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry I'm um yeah i i feel actually very cleansed and um you know i i always have fun trashing my old workplace it's like yeah <laughs> good times i agree depression
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> can you make that the the intro to the episode me just going depression
1: <laughs> oh wait did you just hear me
0: no what did you just okay fart?
1: I did, actually, so I'm trying to be polite, um, uh, but uh, I can if you want. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out.
0: Yeah, you should try it. It's going to be really ugly. Ugh, I hate myself. Anyway, okay. Morgan,
1: how do you feel? Do you feel cleansed?
2: Yeah, I'm excited for a new job
0: (laughs) we're excited for you
2: yeah i don't hate my job right now i just don't like the upper management that's it well
0: yeah upper management if you're listening (laughs) get it together if you want to meet your affirmative action requirements
1: oh that's another thing though real quick like I just feel like upper management in particular, I mean, this can trickle down to like supervisors and managers, but like, just in general, like, can you please step up to the fucking plate? Like you guys, it, 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 again, like f- because of formality, like things, it's like taboo to be transparent and talk about salaries, blah blah blah, 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 but like y'all make more money than us for a reason. You should hold yourself to a higher standard than us at our last position. <laughs> um <laughs> redacted uh our executive director Ooh. was making 12 times more than the bitch who was scheduling his meetings and getting his lunch who couldn't Ooh. afford a car cuz i was getting paid so little yes me 12 times as much as me for a nonprofit yeah. theater
0: Can I just say that my old boss, um, if we would go out together, she would like pay for everything because she knew how poor I was. (laughs) She would give me like a sad look and be like, I got this one. (laughs) I'd be like,
2: thanks (laughs) girl. Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) One thing I did want to add to like, That, bit that you were just talking about was, like, how much people in upper management care about titles and, like, the specific wording of their titles. Like, I think we have a, what is it, director of, like, whatever, but it's, like, she manages, like, two people, but she's a director. Like, no, you're not. Why do you need that title? Like, what the hell? It's so... <laughs> And they change them so much. Like she'll so go from a director to like an executive to all this shit. And it's like, why, why, why do you care so much about this title? Like, it's so stupid. So stupid.
1: Yeah. It's an it's an ego thing, and and but also I can also imagine that like maybe because she's a woman, there's that extra pressure to like to advance to climb yeah. because she has to work that much harder. So that could be part of it. But like I see men having this shit all the time, so I know exactly. Yeah. What
2: you mean. Yeah. I, I didn't mean just like the one person I was talking about, like that's like literally every position that yeah. if they're managing like more than five people. Yeah. It's, it's like anyone that's like managing like more than five people, they're a director. Like, I think my manager is called like director of, Oh yeah. He's director of aftermarket support. And he just manages an engineering team of like six people. Like you are not a director of anything. <laughs> you have one <laughs> small piece. Shut the fuck up. Like come on. (laughs) Come off. (laughs) Period. It's so petty. It's so petty. Like (laughs) you manage six people, you are not a director. And we're all like entry level people. Like you are not a director.
0: No, it totally is. It is. And we actually like somebody proposed um at my job that like we change our job titles to just all either be the same or to just be like something organizer because like that's again like at the end of the day we're all trying to be organizers and we're all trying to organize a community and like honestly everyone at my job we just forget our job titles like my boss has asked me several times in the middle of meetings like what is my job title (laughs) like we it's it's so that's like how meaningless it is when you have so many other things to do it's like you're really going to trip over being a director or executive a hoo ha a a what a what huh, like
1: but this is something that the culture has wrought like this is the it's it's the overly competitive nature of like the corporate sphere and and even in in my last position I was like jockeying so hard to be upped to executive assistant and literally was not asking for any more money. I just was like, when I leave this place after having worked here for almost two years, I want to be able to show, like have my title reflect what I was actually doing because I was worried about like moving on and getting something better with just like a simple title. So titles do mean something, but it's when they're abused and, and when they're meaningless or, or something like that, that's when it gets... Just dumb.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly,
1: I love that Morgan finally got to the unhinged place. <laughs> let, let out that shut the Kills. fuck up.
0: <laughs>
2: Our company is fifty people, and you need those like <laughs>
0: stop it. Right. everybody should just be like engineer, engineer helper, <laughs> tells engineers what to do. That should be your title. <laughs>
1: Or Morgan, I don't know if they do this at your company, but I know with, with my company, I actually think this is kind of a helpful way to like show seniority without being a dick about it. But like for a lot of like analysts and stuff like that, we'll use Roman numerals one through three afterward. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're a software analyst three. So people know like, okay, they've got experience, like they know what's what, but that's like, I feel like it's more objective than being like senior analyst director. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that for sure. Like software engineer one, two, three, and then it goes to like associate mid level software engineer and then like lead engineer. Like those totally make sense because that yeah, on your experience on your team, that's I totally
0: get that. Yeah. When I was at Justice, we um... Wow,
1: what a what a thread to weave. I love <laughs> to hear where this connection is going.
0: <laughs> when I was at Justice, this is like the dumbest thing in the world, but every year that you worked there, they would give you a little like enamel pin that would say like three years or two years, no matter what your title was, like you got an enamel pin for however many years you've been working. So it was kind of nice because you could like show off your pin. So you could be the bottom of the barrel person at Justice, but people were about to know that you've been there longer than the manager who only got her one year enamel pin and mine says three.
1: (laughs) That's like, that's like, the less shitty, more fun version of the Cracker Barrel apron stars or something.
0: (laughs) The Cracker Barrel apron stars are like the most (laughs) passive-aggressive thing, I feel like. (laughs) Someone could be decked out and then you got someone else walking (laughs) by that has like half a star, not even.
1: I remember the like dead ass like when I was a kid and, and I would go there with family members a lot. I remember like them leaning over to me being like, oh, we're getting a one star. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: no, no! <Yeah. laughs>
1: like the fear of getting a one star
0: <laughs> that is so tough but oh. again
1: this is what the culture does it made it made that family member think that like oh one star equals bad employee when it literally just means they've been there for like a year
0: yeah they could have honestly been like a dope ass waiter or waitress like somewhere else And then, like, come to Cracker Barrel and just have their one star, or no star. (laughs)
1: Well, it puts the pressure on the employee to, like, prove themselves to the customer. And that's bullshit. Like, the the employee should have already proved themselves by the employer hiring them. Right. You know? I feel
0: like it's a dumb way to, like, not have your turnover be ridiculous. It's dumb, but also, like, that low-key motivated me. It was like, I'm about to get my two-year enamel (laughs) pin I'm about to stay here and work weekends
1: in surfboard by Cody Simpsons blasting in the background that that did encourage
0: (laughs) me to stay that did encourage me to stay yeah
1: you don't know how tempted I am to do my surfboard impression right now no don't do it that used to crack you the fuck up I remember when I first did that you were dying in the car (laughs) okay
0: no he did it the first time he did it he was like bar 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 like he sounded like a dog barking <laughs> okay,
2: wait. the uh brewers are winning
0: six to one over the cubs fyi
2: have
1: you been, been watching TV. a game this whole time
0: oh you Uh, think morgan's not watching the game oh my god that's funny stealth
1: queen i had no idea on this six to one
0: okay (laughs) the cubs kind of suck the the cubs kind of suck now right yeah they do they do i i don't want to be the one okay
1: wait real quick before we go off about baseball are we done talking about work
0: oh this is work
1: no like no you know what i mean are we you think we're done on work culture
0: um, yes sorry should we film or yeah film? should we record a little outro we could record a little edit?
1: goodbye so Zach has a shorter of an audio file to comb through mm-hmm. um, okay. but thank you so much for joining us Morgan and listening to us pop off about redacted multiple times
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: I appreciate it I've heard
2: a lot of stories yeah I've heard a lot of stories so it's funny to hear both of you talk about it
1: <laughs> yes, but it was also really valuable to get your perspective on where you work. Men are trash. That is the thesis for this whole show. And you just yeah. underlined it.
0: And Zach <laughs> yeah, got to plug his workplace over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to Morgan, apply. If you don't apply, you will die. Oh, my God. I will send my resume
2: right after this.
1: Dope. Also, Illy, you're one to talk about plugging workplace when you're sitting here
0: being like, <laughs> "I work for the best company. We we don't have any titles. You know, we don't have any women. problems because we're all brown. <laughs> Boom, solutions. You got
1: a couple. <laughs> do white lie. people. You got a couple of whiteies, Don't lie.
0: We have one.
1: One. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, but we're very happy for you that you're happy because you did go through it last job, so you deserve it. Oh, Thanks. So. Um, but yes, thank you again, Morgan. I hope everyone enjoyed. I don't know. Should I really say have a good night? Uh, <laughs> is, that, is say that it fl- every week. It's, it's not played just, out at this
0: point? No, it's fucking funny.
1: <laughs> Morgan, do you think it's funny?
0: Hilarious.
1: Okay, that's all thank I needed. You. Have a good night, have everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Tune in next week. I don't think we know what we're talking about, but you're going to love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, totes. I
1: mean, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> nah. <No. laughs>